and welcome to the So Novel Podcast. I'm your host Jess and in this fortnightly podcast I will be chatting all things books as well as interviews with authors, publishers and bookstagrammers. So whether you're looking for your next read or you want to know the story behind the story then this is the podcast for you. On today's bonus episode, I chat to the delightful Jordana Levine. Jordana is a journalist, podcaster, moon buff, and author. We discuss her latest release, High Love, and chat about the law of vibrations, the social media comparison trap, and what you can take away from the book if you are already in a relationship. We also have a bonus chat about her debut release, Make It Happen, and we chat about what's next on the cards for her. Here's Jordana. Hi, Jordana, and welcome to the So Novel podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Now, my first question for everyone is what are you currently reading? Oh, good question. I, I'm always reading a few books at a time, but at the moment I'm reading um, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig, I think. Hey. Yeah. 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 Have you read it? No, I haven't. I've seen that everyone that's read it has raved about it. Uh, So I feel like I'm I'm missing out, but um, are you enjoying it? I am enjoying it. It's a really easy read. I haven't been surprised by anything yet. Like it's, it's a pleasant, easy read. It makes you think a different way. Um, But it did have rave reviews. So I'm feeling a little a little underwhelmed, mm. but oh, I hate saying that because it is really good. It is really good. But you know when they hype up a book and then you're just a bit. Yeah, yeah it ruins <laughs> it for it. Yeah, I've had a few of those too. <laughs> yeah, but I just finished reading um, The Push and I loved it. Yes, isn't it so good? It's so good. And I have been that person who's hyping it up to everyone, so I should probably just shut my mouth. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm yet to see a bad review for it, though, so far. I think everyone that has read it has been, oh, it's just as good as, you know, what they had heard. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, see, I hadn't really heard anything except that everyone was saying to read it, but I didn't really read what it was about. And I think if you go in not really knowing the premise of the book, it's it works in your favour, you know, like if you know the storyline too much, you kind of get clouded by your expectations of it. Yes, absolutely. I I was lucky enough I received it before it was released, so there wasn't that much hype around it yet. But when I read the synopsis on the back, I was like, oh, I've got to read this one really soon. (laughs) So, yeah, no, it was good. Now, we're going to discuss your newest release, High Love. So can you tell us a bit about the book and what is the story behind this story? Yeah, well, look, it's a it's a non-fiction book. I guess it sits in the personal development section of the bookstore, but I hate that it does because I for, I don't like personal development books. I never read them. I never if I do read them, I never finish them. Um, but yeah, both of my books do fall into that category. This one, Higher Love, is is about finding love and more specifically about dating which has turned a lot of people off that are in relationships, but I really think there's a lot of value in the book and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. 
in reading it, even when you're in a relationship. But it's about reframing what love is and how we seek it. And rather sort of looking within ourselves and aligning ourselves with how we want to feel in love and using that as a barometer for finding the right partner. Mm. Now, let's start off by talking about the law of vibration. So you talk about this in the beginning of the book. Can you tell us about this and why should we know about our own personal vibration and core values before uh, we think about relationships? Yeah, so the law of vibration is a universal law and most people will have heard of the law of attraction, which is like attracts like. Well, the law of vibration is um, that everything in the universe vibrates on its own frequency and that things with a similar frequency are drawn together. So the idea of that is that if we can start to fine-tune our own vibration, then those things or people who are in alignment with that vibration will be instantly drawn to us. We become a magnet for it, which is what we're trying to, that's that's kind of what we're seeking when we're looking for a relationship, right? We're looking for compatibility and we're looking for someone who's aligned with our authenticity. Now, the issue here is that a lot of people are coasting through life and aren't actually in full alignment with themselves. So when they're trying to attract a partner, that they think is the perfect partner for them, they're not actually sure of who that is because they don't know who they are. So what we focus on in the beginning of higher love is this idea of your personal vibration. And this is when you feel like your most authentic, most true version of you. And for a lot of people, it's really simple. You know, it doesn't have to be like when everything's going really well and you're feeling really successful. It's like when you feel comfortable in your own skin, when you feel confident, when conversation can flow easily, you know, when your posture's good, when you can breathe easily. What are those situations and experiences that allow you to feel that? And can you start to do more of those things in order to align yourself? So, um, yeah. Has that answered the question? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wanted to talk about comparison. So you touch mm. on this in the book. So this is always a hot topic on the bookstagram sphere. People comparing okay. aesthetics, comparing, you know, how many books they've read to someone else, how many advanced readers oh. they've received, which, you know, I'm guilty of all of those as well. <laughs> and okay. in the book, you talk about the need to identify um, with ourselves about about what lights us up, what makes us feel good and feel confident and not settling mm. for anyone or anything that pulls us out of that vibration. And then you encourage us to look at our social media and ask ourselves, can we say yes. all of those things about our social media presence? So can you talk to us a bit about the comparison trap and social media? Yeah. So if we go back to that idea of a personal vibration, what we're looking for day to day Um, are the things that strengthen it. So the things that bring us joy, that light us up, that make us feel vibrant and radiant and all the rest of it. Then on the flip side, you've got the things that pull you into a weaker vibration, that pull you out of alignment with yourself, that give you those feelings of stagnancy and feeling stuck and like you're not getting moving forward with anything and things aren't going your way. You know, we all know that feeling. Um, Social media, I think, is one of the biggest uh, weaknesses of someone's vibration because what we do is we, and you know, none of this is new information, but we, we look at social media and we forget, even though we consciously know 
we forget that it's a highlights reel and it's not actually real life, but we compare our real life to it. And in doing that, we start to feel like we're less than or we're not enough. And the trap in that is, like I said before, it's forgetting the reality of it. And I think that when we're trying to strengthen our vibration and be in alignment and be our most authentic selves, it's really important that we're portraying that on our own social channels and being aware of the fact that perhaps not everyone else is. Yeah. Cool. Now we've worked on our personal vibrations and we're ready to put ourselves out into the dating world. How can we write ourselves a new love story and then manifest that? Well, the, the, tr- the trick with starting, and I walk everyone through this in the book, is that we, we need to be conscious of the fact that where we are today is, whether we're conscious of it or not, a love story that we've written for ourselves that's been shaped through so many different things. You know, the movies that we watch, I am so guilty of trying to live a life like a rom-com. Mm. Um, <laughs> I loved that you touched on, there was a um, chapter in the book that was titled, um, and you know, something along the lines of Nicholas Sparks. And I was like, oh yes, I love a good Nicholas Sparks book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. It's, um, well, I think we all do it to some degree. Um, you know, the books we read as well, I'm sure your listeners have framed some of their you know, love fantasies around some of those romantic novels. I think I referenced the Bronze Horseman in um, in the book. I mean, that's one of my favourite books. But there is this sort of like this passion and this adventure and this challenge that comes up. We sort of feel like unless we're experiencing that, then it's not a deep love, you know. So um, having a look at what our past love stories are and how they've been shaped by our parents, by what we've witnessed in friends and family's relationships. Um, Yeah, Hollywood's a big one. And what else have we got? There's one more that I talk about. Parents, Hollywood. Oh, and our past relationships, of course. We take the baggage from from our past relationships. So once we know what our old stories are, it's about having a look at what you want to reframe as a story going forward and how you can start to put your own values, your own personal core values into that story and use that as a barometer of what you're trying to create when you're with a person. So when you hit the dating scene, you can say, am I closer to feeling what I want to feel or is this person actually dragging me further away from it. Mm. And you touched on before about um, some people being turned off the book because they might already be in a relationship or married. And I guess when I read the premise, I was a bit like, oh, you know, I've been married for like six years now. Is this going to be for me? But I still got so much out of the book. Can you tell us what can those that are in a relationship still take away from the book? Yeah, look, the book's split up into three parts um, and the first two parts I think are relevant to everybody. So in the first part we look at your personal vibration. So whether you're in a relationship or not, that's super important. The second part we look at rebranding love. So I think if you're even in your love story now, you can still rebrand the way that you give and receive it. Um, And then the third chapter, the third part is about dating. But I don't know, you tell me, like everyone who's read it, kind of found the dating bit really kind of pervy and fun to sort of see what goes on in a world that you're not experiencing anymore. 
(laughs) Absolutely. Yes. So I've got a friend. um, So she's 32 now and she's recently divorced. She's been back in the dating scene, I guess you'd say for the last year. And some of the stuff she tells me, like, you know, about all the dating apps and that I was like, oh my God, I would be scared to be single again because I would have no idea where to start. Um, Yeah, like the whole social media thing is just a completely different world. So it was really cool hearing hearing your like anecdotes and that in the book. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, if people haven't read my work before, um, it's very fun writing. There's lots of, um, yeah, personal stories and anecdotes and I try and bring as many lulls as I can because I think that when we're trying to uh, take on new information, especially when it's self-help personal development work, it really helps if we can laugh about it, you know, and not take it too seriously. And I think it really translates that way. So, yeah, it is a fun read regardless. Yeah, absolutely. Like I agree. I think some uh, self-development books can be quite preachy as well if they come across that way. Whereas, yeah, yeah, I found yours, both of them as well, Make It Happen, was, you know, fun, you know, you had the exercises along the way and, yeah, it really it was like a guide, I guess, yeah, as opposed yeah. to do this, then do that. Yeah, I know everything and you know nothing. Yeah. That's what I feel like when I read personal development books. Exactly. <laughs> Now, I wanted to talk about this particular quote from the book. So at the end, you write, if your happy ending is that you have realized you are a whole person who stands proudly in their authenticity and is ready to attract an equally whole and authentic person to rise in love with, then my work is done. Because a person with a high personal vibration doesn't actually require someone else to give them their happy ending. What they desire is a person who will complement their continually evolving existence so that they can create a higher love together. Tell us more about this quote. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, well, basically what it's saying is I think a lot of us go into relationships looking for gaps to be filled and that's okay to a degree. But I think the question that I keep posing throughout the book is, can you satisfy that within yourself? Because if you can satisfy it within yourself, what happens then is it becomes part of your personal vibration and then you attract someone with those similar qualities. So you start to complement each other rather than having to like hold each other up. And I think when we're trying to find a higher love, that's what we're after. We're looking to not improve ourselves, but accept ourselves and be aware of ourselves and attract someone who's equally self-aware and accepting of themselves, you know, so that you can rise together. And I think, you know, one of the biggest issues that we've had with love in the past, and it is wrapped up in all those stories I was talking about is this drama that's around it, you know, falling in love, crazy in love, madly in love. And I just want to change the script around it. And I think for women especially, there's this idea that, you know, if you're single, you've got to sort of fly the single flag and be like, you know, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm Miss Independent. And I'm sort of saying it's okay to be okay being single, but it's equally okay to not want to be single. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you less than you know? So it's about building a strong vibration in yourself so that you can attract someone with a strong vibration. And from that space, you can grow and rise to a higher love together. Yeah. Mm, 
I love that. Now, I also wanted to talk about your first book, Make It Happen, which is a book about manifesting your desires. And I had so many light bulb moments when I was reading this book. And in particular, I loved hearing your thoughts on turning a passion into a career. So as you say in the book, we are constantly being told, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And every time I would hear this, I would almost manifest negativity, I think, in my workplace because I'd be like, well, this isn't what I love and enjoy. So maybe I'm failing at the career aspect of my life. Can you tell us a bit about your experience with this belief? Yeah, I uh, ran into it a lot, actually. I think, look, I think there is some truth to it, but I think that you actually work harder than you've ever worked before when you're working in your passion field, you know? So sometimes I just say to people, I think that it can be better, and this isn't for everyone, but it can be better to explore your passions outside of your work so that you can fully enjoy them and be in the, in the joy of it then needing to bring what I call desperate energy into it in order to make money or be successful or whatever it might be. And sometimes when we can separate the two and go to a job, yeah, that might not be our passion, but explore our passion on the side, we actually it's actually mutually beneficial. In saying that, if you're going to a job that's toxic, that lowers your vibration, that puts you in a fear state, that has you feeling less than, like you're not enough, then that's not the right job for you, you know. So it's it's finding that happy medium. But I was, um, oh, this was years ago now, different profession, but I was uh, a chef and I um, was catering a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And at first it was enjoyable and it was amazing. But then I got to a point where I was working so much that I wasn't cooking for myself at home. So I was eating like peanut butter on toast. I stopped cooking for friends because I was like, oh God, I do this all week for work. I'm exhausted. And I really started to resent cooking. And it was such a passion of mine that I was like, okay, hang on. I've got to reshuffle here. Like this isn't going to work. And it's taken me years. I'm only now just starting to rediscover the love for it. So I think, look, it's different for everybody, but if you're feeling like you're not doing the right thing because you're not living your passion and working your passion and you haven't turned your passion project into your full-time job, it's okay to kind of look at it a little bit differently. Yeah. Yeah. No, I loved that. I think like I resonated with it so much because I guess maybe I fell into that social media trap again, you know, watching people say, you know, you know, turn your passion into your work, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. And I was like, oh, you know, like what I'm doing isn't my passion, but also I like at the end of the day that I walk away from my workplace and don't take my work home with me, you know, I leave it there. Yeah, I'm done. And yeah, like you say, I can, I can do my passion on the side, like the podcast and that type of thing. Exactly. And I think, look, I think people are, very disillusioned in thinking that everyone on social media is being honest because, and I'm not here to like, you know, reveal the dark side of social media, but (laughs) I do know lots of people on there who are not telling you the full story, who look like they're making all of their money by the things that they show you, but they've actually got another job on the side or, you know, there's income coming from somewhere else. So, when we start to compare ourselves to a life that we, like I said earlier, that we think is real but is actually just sort of 
um, missing out the important bits, it's 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 really unfair. So yeah, just sort of you know, it's such a cliche thing to say, but just do what works for you. You know. Mm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. In the book also, you also chat about a manifestation toolkit. And one of the things I've noticed on Instagram a lot at the moment is women having, I guess what you would call a spiritual awakening. So we see yeah. them journaling, the meditation, the oracle cards, the crystals, the oils, um, and following the lunar cycle, which you talk about on your podcast, Lunar Lover. Can you tell us a bit yeah. about why you think this is becoming a popular, I guess you'd call trend again, and why should we get on board with it? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if you should get on board with it. Look, I think that... Um, I think I think I even say this in the book that they're all sort of like spiritual adornments, right? So the work when it comes to manifestation or spirituality in general is it's inner work, right? Like it's it's a it's a relationship between you and yourself, your intuition and spirit or universe or whatever you want to call it. The journaling and the meditation and the crystals and the you know whatever all the things the oils they're all something that can enhance your experience and perhaps um, create a ritual for you so that you um, become accountable to the practice, but they're not necessary. So I think that they've risen uh, in popularity because they bring people joy, they make people feel connected to something, and that is beautiful. But as long as that connection is back to self, because I worry sometimes that people place their spirituality in these external pots, thinking that that's what's connecting them to themselves or to source or whatever it might be, when really that's just sort of like the outfit that they're wearing. It's not actually the inner work that needs to be taking place. But in saying that, I mean, there is nothing wrong with connecting to these things yeah in order to explore and get curious about it mm. now you do a lot of work in the spiritual world can you give us a shameless plug about what your background <laughs> is <laughs> and uh, yeah. tell us yeah about Luna Lover the podcast yeah so well I mean I do do a lot of work in the spiritual world but I think what sets me apart from everyone else is that I have a really 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 practical approach to it because I think that um a lot of the spiritual concepts have been lost on people because they don't deem themselves to be spiritual and I'm sort of here to say well hang on I think you've misinterpreted what spirituality is and it's actually really um a like it's really easy to apply to your life if you actually just know the the practical basis of it. So that's what I try and communicate with people. I'm a journalist first and foremost, so I'm just curious about everything. And I think, um, you know, I was raised with a hippie for a mother and my dad was quite corporate. So I sort of had both of those sides to me. Um, and so in terms of my background, yeah, we just spoke about it a lot growing up, you know, like I've studied astrology. So, you know, I'm very interested in what's happening with the planets and the moon. Um, but it was part of our vernacular, our conversation as a kid, teenager, up into an adult. So it's all I've ever really known. Um, but in terms of of Luna Lover, the reason that I started doing that was because I was running uh, events in Sydney around the lunar cycle because personally for me, I found that the lunar cycle was something that I was able to tap into every month 
that connected me to my own cyclical rhythms. Um, And when it comes to manifestation, it's sort of the trust and the faith piece. And I, I found that following universal cycles really allowed me to lean into the fact that Yes, at times the moon's going to be dark. It's not going to exist. You might feel lost, you know, all those things. But without fail, no matter what happens, that moon's always going to move through its phases until it's full again. And then it'll be full for a period of time. And yeah, then it's going to start to wane until it disappears. And that's how we work as beings too. So um, that's the reason I started Lunar Lover. And I found that there was so much knowledge to drop on people around the different themes of each moon that really resonated with them and, again, connected them back to self, which is what all of my work is, whether it's manifestation or the moon or love and dating. It's all about self-awareness. Mm. Yeah, mm. I love that. Now, to wrap up, what can we expect next from Jordana Levine? Well, <laughs> a really good question. <laughs> I, uh, I have to pitch my third book in a couple of weeks and I got no idea. Um, <laughs> this, this, uh, at the moment, so Higher Love's just, just launched. So there's a lot of promotion around that, especially in the lead up to Valentine's Day. Um, and I'm focusing at the moment on an online course that I'm running called Self Actually, which is all about self-awareness, and that's been, that's been fantastic. So I'm really excited about that. And then, yeah, rest of the year, writing another book. I'd like to try writing fiction, to be honest with you. Ooh. Yeah, that's something I'd really like to tackle. So maybe not this year, maybe next year. We'll see. Yeah, I love it. Well, Jordana, thank you so much for joining me today. Jordana's book, High Love, is published by Murdoch Books Australia and is available now. You can also follow Jordana on Instagram at Jordana Levine. Thank you so much again. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can subscribe and leave me a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or find me on Instagram at So Novel Podcast. Thanks for listening and until next time, happy reading.